All right, well, I'd like to first start the episode off by thanking everybody for having listened to all these episodes so far. This has been me and my little side project, but I'm happy to see where it's gone. Uh, this episode is potentially the last one of this season where I got to sit down with some of the finalists after the event and uh, sort of just digest everything that went through. I hope you guys enjoy. I stitched... Um, I stitched a few of them together. I wasn't able to get every finalist due to time constraints, uh, both from my end and their end. But I was able to sit down with Zane from Positive Vibes, Jacob and Jacob from Plants for the People, and lastly, Jonas from Glacier. And if this is truly our last episode, I'd like to thank everybody for this iteration of the Bronco Startup Challenge. I hope to see it do better things in the future. And uh, I guess that's a goodbye from me, Yuan, your host for this season of the Bronco Startup Challenge podcast. Thanks, all. This episode and the Spring 2021 Bronco Startup Challenge is brought to you by our sponsors, AT&T, more for your thing, that's our thing, as well as City National Bank. We make it our business to be personal. Now, on to the episode. Hello, everybody. We're back with the sort of feedback episode from all the contestants, and I'm lucky to be here today with our first feedback uh, from Zane from Positive Vibes Magazine. Uh, thank you so much for having me. It's great to be on again. <laughs> yeah, so Zane was, uh, once again, um, Zane was one of the seven finalists that actually made it to the final event. Um, he was sitting there during the whole event. I think it was two and a half hours, I want to say. So, um mm-hmm. That's the, I hope he had a comfortable seat. Um, so yeah, what I'm thinking of doing is that we're just going to use this time to sort of have a feedback episode to see, you know, what we can improve, what Zane has learned, or uh, anything in between. So we'll just start off with a rather easy one. Or it could be easy, it could be general, we'll see how it goes. So at least for you, Zane, what were your main takeaway from the competitions in terms of just your business uh, idea? I definitely learned that Positive Vibes Magazine has a lot more potential than I gave it. I never considered that I could potentially make money out of Positive Vibes Magazine. I always thought I was always going to voluntarily be running this magazine. But, you know, my um, my mentor, Ed Leonard, was really supportive and saying, think about considering making this nonprofit so you can receive donations um, you know, send emails, send pitches to corporate if they want to donate to your magazine about the work you're doing. I never thought that would be possible. And so the Bronco Star Challenge really opened my eyes to that, you know, the magazine could be a lot bigger than what it is. And that makes me really excited. Right. And at least when you went into the competitions, did you have any concerns? You know, were you worried about anything? And if you worry, if you were worried about something, did those worries actually materialize? So, yeah, my main worry um, was definitely that I did not have a solid financial plan set in stone just because we don't have a financial plan. And that was something that me and Ed did talk about. Um, and I think that did materialize just because the, the judges did ask a couple of times about the financial plan. And I think that is concerning. I mean, and that makes sense. You know, if you're giving away money and the business doesn't really have a financial stable plan, it can be kind of risky to give money like that out. So I understand why, you know, I wasn't a winner, but, but, you know, I should have, you know, utilized Ed more to really um, materialize 
a better financial plan. So the judges would have been more confident in me. Um, but that's just me. Need, but overall, I really need to just myself need to consider the financial plan for the magazine anyways in the future. And I'm hoping that um, making it into a nonprofit and accepting donations and that's a way to generate revenue is possible. So. So I think for those who are listening to this, I would I would suggest you actually go listen to our first uh, interview where, you know, Zane had a more in-depth analysis, well, an in-depth presentation of what his business idea was. And from what I remember from then, I think you had a more, how do I say, a more general idea of what your business was going to be like for example you never actually mentioned it was going to be a non-profit but come the day of the event you actually didn't you know mm-hmm. accept that you were going to be a non-profit um is that is that something that you came up with midway or was that something that uh originally always was you just weren't 100 percent sure or what exactly was that so i've worked with a non-profit actually a lot of nonprofits i've interned with but there's one i've worked with that was started by like a, a student my age and so um, I, w- I have a meaning to ask them how they create their own nonprofit. Like, what are the steps? Because my dad has been kind of pushing me <laughs> to make it a nonprofit so I can accept donations, you know, tax write-off donations too. Um, that would be really helpful. And so I actually did kind of lose connection with that other person who owns nonprofit, but Ed did send me some books, um, which are going to be really helpful. But yes, yeah, to answer your question, yeah, um, it was in my mind a bit like, oh, you know, making a nonprofit would be really cool. I just don't know what to do. How do I do that? And I never really, I did some quick Google searches here and there, but I'm like a lot more serious about it now after the competition, after hearing like the benefits from Ed. And that really helped because he comes from such a professional business standpoint. He has such, he has so much experience in that. Him telling me that I was like, oh, wow. I mean, I, it's such a vision that he had for me saying like, make it a nonprofit and there could be a lot, a huge future for the magazine. And, you know, I could connect with not just for donations, but also, you know, if corporations donate, they may want to partner or get involved further somehow. So there's so many, there's so much rooms for opportunity. So yeah, to answer your question, it was in my mind, but it really materialized after the event. Apart from that, though, did you feel that your your idea and as a result, your business evolved during the whole from the minute you actually signed up to the minute you ended up presenting? Did Is there a massive difference or is there a tiny bit of difference? Were you already super ready in terms of how your business was? Um, I would say that I don't think the business model has changed as much. We're still kind of operating and functioning the same way um, with how a magazine can operate with, you know, just releasing, releasing articles, releasing content. Um, yeah, we've released a couple of articles and I just did an interview today with a life coach and yesterday I did one with a career coach because we're working with a new public relations firm. So it's really nice and the partnerships are continuing to grow and that's really exciting. But in terms of the competition, no, I don't, the magazine has not um, grown from it or changed, which that's fine because I really appreciate the model that we had and how it was working. But the competition really opened my eyes to the bigger picture of things. Because one of the things that Ed and I talked about is my vision is to create more of a mental health world, positive world. And the magazine is kind of just the first step for me. I didn't think about that. I thought the magazine was in totality, like, this is it. Like, not the only thing I'm going to do with my life, obviously, but this is what I want to do with it. I want to grow the Positive Eyes magazine as much as I can. But I did mention to him something I didn't think about was I really want to start a positive news network 
and those exist on Instagram and social media, but I want to see like an actual positive news network on t- on TV, on cable, you know, and he told me that the magazine is the start for that. And that one day that it should grow into something like that, where the magazine is kind of the brand of it. It's kind of like the news network. It's kind of confusing, but I would love to see just a positive news network on cable where you tune into positive news around the world and hear some interview every time, every episode, there would be like an interview with a holistic healer, wellness coach, mental health expert, something like that to, you know, inspire people. All right. So I'm really glad to hear that. So even though at least for now, your business hasn't fundamentally changed, do you feel that you've improved as, it sounds cheesy, but I suppose it makes sense in the context of your business. Did you feel that you improve as a person? Yes, <laughs> I definitely agree. So that's what I mean. Like, oh, my business didn't 100% change a lot, but I did, you know, and like the approach to the magazine, the future of it, what it looks like in the future, so many things. And so I'm just really excited that I, I had the opportunity and going into the competition, my outcome, I don't know, like for other contestants, I'm not sure if a lot of them come in wanting to win. Mine, not really. I came in just wanting to get experience in the business world because I don't have as much as I would want to. I'm not a business major. Um, and so I never was able to like learn about pitching or pitching a business. So I was like, how do I pitch my business? And so Ed was really helpful in clarifying and solidifying the pitch because it was my pitch at first was a kind of scattered. And so he really helped with that. And I got connected to a business mentor. Um, so, I mean, I got to connect with judges. I mean, as much as I could as a contestant, but to hear their expertise and their advice was just so helpful. And so, yeah, I mean, the main thing for the Bronco Star Challenge wasn't to win the money because I didn't plan on it. I really just wanted to grow as a person. So to answer your question, definitely. All right. Thank you very much again for coming on. I'm going to just give you the floor. You could go ahead and just put your message out there, you know, where people can find you and all that stuff like that. Sure. Yay. So Positive Vibes Magazine, that's positivevibesmag.com. Positive Vibes Mag, all of our social medias. Um, Definitely follow us. Um, Check out our content. Definitely see how you can get involved. You can always reach out if you want to write for us. Anything. We're always we're always welcoming writers. We have tons of content that need to be written out, <laughs> um, and we're looking for we're gonna start looking for summer interns. So if you're looking for some writing experience, and it's not a lot. I'm not. I mean, a summer internship is not oh 10 hours a week. It's like here's a writing assignment. Like get to it when you can. You know, it's like you have week week. Like I like when I had writers, I was like oh, you know, like if you have like an assignment three three to four weeks, and that's like not that bad because usually they'll interview someone or they'll transcribe an interview I did. So it's a lot of flexibility. So if you're interested in getting some writing experience, diversifying your portfolio, whatever you need, reach out to me. (laughs) All right. Thank you again, Zane, for coming on for this feedback episode. And I hope for you listeners, um, please go back and listen to um, the first Positive Vibes Magazine episode. It's a, together with this, I think it'll be a very insightful. Thank you again, Zane. Thank you. All right, hello everybody and welcome back to the feedback episode. I am here today with uh, our third place and our Crouch Choice winner, Plans for the People, Represented by Jacob and Jacob. Hey, uh, I'm Jacob Payne, Vice President of the nonprofit organization 
Plants for the People. I am Jacob Fry. I am the president and executive director of Plants for the People. All right. And that those are the two Jacobs. So let's just start off with the Groundworks. Uh, Jacob and Jacob did, in fact, win our Crowd's Choice and our third place. I think the Crowd's Choice was actually quite dominant. Uh, they don't know this, but I, I don't mind saying this. Um, we looked at the polls and you guys did take about 70% of the Crowd's Choice uh, votes. So congratulations on that. It shows at the very least your idea does resonate with most people. Thank you. Yeah, so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so I, I just, you know, we, we're trying to get feedback from everybody. So I guess one way we could start is this, you know, this competition was was quite lengthy, uh, both the event of, but also including all the events leading up to it. So how about for you two? What were your main takeaways from the competition? Um, I mean, really, the competition helped us a lot. Um, you know, this idea started only a year ago um, and now we're here and it's moved really fast. And I think, you know, some little de details get overlooked at times. So I think entering this competition, working with the Bronco Startup Challenge team and our mentor, Dr. Lamb, really helped us kind of take a step back for a minute, look at what we're doing and really refine what we're doing um, and kind of realign everything we're doing in the direction we want to go. Yeah, you know, we've been selling this idea to friends and family. And while that's really great, it's it's really easy to do when you have people behind you who believe in you, who um, know what you've done up until this point, and they know your character. It's not very hard to sell an idea to that. Um, I think what was very helpful from our mentor is the fact that he helped us be able to come up with a way to sell this idea to people we don't know, to people who haven't been following us for so long, for people who don't know what me and Jake have been up to in the past couple of years. So I think the big takeaway from this was the fact that we were able to learn how to articulate our, our idea and kind of tailor it to people we don't know and haven't met before. So how about this? From the minute that you first put in your application till the day of the event, has your business or your organization actually evolved in some sense? Has it changed its DNA or is it still mainly the same and you're just really happy to see it works? Um, I mean, I think it's definitely evolved. I think, uh, you know, being a young company, we have to evolve. <laughs> um, obviously, the core of who we are and the core of what we started has remained we haven't really changed from that but I think kind of like Jacob said understanding what how best to sell this to other people has changed um you know really looking at what do we want to do we're working with um you know Dr. Lamb to still develop some curriculum which was something that I think we had always wanted to do, but it kind of pushed off. And now we're like, well, maybe we start that now. So I think little things like that have definitely evolved and changed, but at the heart of who we are hasn't changed. Um, I mean, that's still core to who we are and, and probably won't change. Okay. So 
let's let's sort of rewind back to the day of the event. So obviously, when you had to present, you know, just a standard presentation, let's say a class presentation, it's normal to get butterflies in your stomach. So I imagine for this pitch, which is a little more high stakes than that, uh, I imagine you guys had concerns. Did you guys have any things that you worried about? Did those worries come come to truth, or uh, did everything just work out splendidly? Um, I think the big sticker to this is the fact that we were able to prepare our presentation beforehand. Um, and that I, I can't tell you how helpful that was, especially for someone like me who uh, has social anxiety. So being able to have that presentation playing while I'm getting ready to answer questions was super helpful to to me. And so that kind of took away from the anxiety. Obviously, I was very anxious about the whole event to get started and for my group to be up and in front of the judges. But um, with all things considering, that was a big help. Yeah, I mean, I always get nervous before events like this, before presenting anything. And, you know, the presentation was done, like Jacob said, so... That was, you know, thankfully one less thing I had to be nervous about. But I think for me, there were kind of two things. One, the judges' questions, not knowing. I mean, obviously, I was going through my head some of the things that they would want to know about and hearing other teams' questions. I was trying to, you know, prepare what what answers, what things they might throw at us and, and what, you know, how I can answer that. But I think the other thing is how people perceive this idea, I think, was something that also made me very nervous is this is kind of the first time that we've really put this idea out to the public and to people I mean there were three judges there who are you know pretty pretty big people in their industries and and have carry a lot of weight in what they say and so I think what was more nervous for me is is if they turned around and were like no this is a bad idea because um, we've worked so hard on it all right so the, the problem with you two, and I say this in a, in a friendly fashion, is that you two are honestly a little too humble. Uh, you know, you come in, you say, oh, I, I'm just here. I'm just here to participate. I'm just here to participate. But in the end, you did you did end up winning two different prizes. So you just run run back to me. You know, how did you feel winning those? Um, uh, maybe you can even tell me, you know, what you're going to use that money for if, if that's not confidential. Um, first of all. Uh, it's a big thanks to the people who believe in us. I know a lot of people, um, our family members, our loved ones, our friends, people at the Sandberg Middle School that we are going to be working with soon all got to tune into this. So I think it's just a testament to how much people we've been able to convince this is an actual thing. You know, this is an actual dream of ours that we're putting together. So we were super happy about that. Getting third place, while it's incredible, you know, it wasn't necessary for us to feel like we won. Like I, like I had said before, winning this competition in our eyes was getting this experience, was making connections. And the big win for us was being able to know that we've convinced people that this is a good idea. So I think that community choice honestly kind of made at least in my opinion made me feel like like a winner um with that money we're going to be able to put 
about half of it into our planner boxes uh, development. We're going to be building those soon because our irrigation is going to be getting done soon. Uh, and then the other half of it's probably going to, going to go into our hydroponics system that we're going to be installing soon. Yeah, honestly, like Jacob said, huge thank you to everybody. Um, it, it really means a lot and the money will go a long way. I mean, being a nonprofit, every dollar we get really makes a big impact. And, and like Jacob said, um, you know, we're hoping our irrigation is supposed to go in in June. Kind of one of the things we'd love to do is, is take some of that money, get kind of like a demo planner box up. So that way we can then invite um, Jacob and I were just talking about this. He had a, a great idea to invite the community to come and see kind of what we're doing with this one demo planner box. And hopefully that will start more donations so we can get the rest of it, rest of it built. But um, yeah, it means a lot. And the community choice means a lot knowing that a lot of people are behind this idea and, and supported this idea. All right. I hope everybody who's listening right now will actually take the time to revisit the old episode where I, I, I also sat down with Jacob and Jacob, where we talked to more long, long length uh, about their about their, their idea, uh, plans for the people. So I think I want to recycle an old question I had before, which is, has your short term goal and your long term um, vision changed? Not really. Um, I mean, I think long-term vision short-term vision is really you know build these right now the short-term vision is build this one garden long-term is build multiple and really just create a place for the community to come together and learn and you know feed our community and and really I know it's kind of an overused word but community is at the heart of what we're doing and who we are so um that really hasn't wavered at all. Like I said earlier, little things around have kind of changed how we're going to achieve that. And, you know, you know, a curriculum piece, not curriculum, how we go about the curriculum, those little things are always changing, but short-term goal and long-term goals are the same. We want to make an impact on our community and as many communities as we can and make sure that, you know, all of our communities are fed and, you know, people are coming together for a common goal and taking care of each other. Yeah, I don't think it changed our short-term goal, but it definitely sped up our our goals. Um, ideally, with this with this prize that we won, we will be able to get things going a lot quicker than than we had intended it on. So that's that was very helpful. All right, that's great to hear. So I'm pretty much done with all my post-event feedback uh, questions. So I'm gonna just open up the floor. I'm gonna let you guys just go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you, how they can support you and all that good stuff. Yeah, I, I first wanna say a quick thank you to the Bronco Startup Challenge, um, everyone who was involved. Uh, this has been a great experience and all of this couldn't have been done without without everybody involved so thank you for all your hard work on the back end um, and behind the scenes and all of it um, we really appreciate it um, if you want to learn more about plants for the people um, we would love to have uh, your support and if you want to volunteer with us uh, www.plants for the number four plants the number four the people.org um, is our website um, and that has all of our information on it. 
And we actually just launched our Spartan Garden, which is our Sandberg Middle School Partnership Garden on the website. So you can see our full proposal there, um, all of our you know, mock-ups, what we're doing, all of our partnerships through that. Um, and there's social media, email addresses to reach out to us, get involved, volunteer. We'd love to see you at one of our gardens. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the feedback episode. And I'm lucky to be here today with our big winner of the event, Jonas from Glacier. Hey, everyone. How's it going? Yeah, so, I mean, from the last time me and Jonas sat down, you know, Jonas is definitely at least $5,000 richer. Um, <laughs> but all jokes aside, you know, Jonas, uh, I suppose, you know, when we spoke, and I'm going to sort of break through the veil because this was honestly a little bit of a private conversation but you know you're the kind of person who was all who's, who's in my opinion all or nothing so like i was talking to you about stuff like oh what if you get second place do you want this do you want this he's like no jonas was the kind of guy who said no if i don't get first place i'm i don't want it did you go in expecting winning um if i'm going to be completely honest yes um you know, based off of, you know, what happened with the the fast pitch, we definitely had uh, some sort of chip on our shoulder, just, you know, all fun and competition. You know, I'm an extremely competitive person. I grew up playing sports, baseball, basketball, football, um, high, highly competitive within academics as well. And um, I just love winning um, and to win second place in the fast pitch and to see that same competitor again, we were just like, we got to go after it. How do we win? Um, and just the focus that we put and the emphasis that we put on winning this competition was so important to our team um, that we wanted to go in with no doubt that there wasn't a way that we could win the competition. Um, and like I said, there was no settling for less. So we really, really wanted to go out there and just take the competition in the first place. All right. So you did, you know, you did do some of the history. So you actually did come second place and then you now came first place. And funny enough, you sort of swapped places with the fast pitch winner. So mm -hmm. what do you think were the steps that you took to sort of push you that a little bit further for that win? Um, it was really breaking down our business model and really trying to see, you know, how do we create a viable business out of this and how do we show that we actually can create a competitive advantage over our, our main competitors that exist within the industry. Um, you know, the main feedback that we got from the fast pitch was exactly that, where we were trying to figure out, you know, how do we differentiate our model enough to where people believe that this is actually attainable. And we were, we, we spent a lot of time doing that. We went through a couple of pivots with our product, um, a lot of long nights trying to figure this out. And it, it, interestingly enough, uh, me and one of the other founders, um, we were playing Minecraft and um, we, we just happened to read something about another competitor that was up and coming. And we were like, oh, this is kind of a cool idea. And, you know, we just brainstormed it over a, like a three hour Minecraft session. And we ended up coming up with this really cool idea about how our product is shaped now with this comparables exchange model. And we, we were just like, I want it. We want to do this. And after I got off the call, Jonathan immediately started coding and he was up all night, just building out like a, an MVP for it. And he decided to take a week off of work and he built pretty much the entire product in a week. Um, and he was like, all right, like it's ready. And I was like, what? Like, we just talked about this over, you know, Minecraft session. And, um, He's like, I want to do this instead of the, the listing platform. And we were like, okay, like, let's do it. And we did the, the research and we started testing it with um, some of the people that we know within the industry. And everybody thought it was a great idea. 
Um, so we really tried to flesh it out. Like, how do we create a sustainable business model out of this? And it answered a lot of the questions that we were having issues with within the fast pitch. And, you know, we basically brought it, you know, all the way from the idea phase to MVP within, you know, I think the four months that we had between the fast pitch and the BSC. And we were able to generate, you know, our first data supplier contract within that time, um, just kind of validating our model. And pretty much from there, those were the main differentiators between us and where we were at the fast pitch in terms of our product and what people actually thought, you know, of its viability. And, you know, yeah, that's, that's kind of where we are today. And as, you know, as on a comedic note, I, I suppose the name change was also for the better. Yeah, um, you know, it, I, I definitely was, you know, happy with the name change. We were never like a huge fan of the, the Zip CRE name. It was kind of one of those where we spent a lot of time on one of those business name generators and we were trying everything. Like we were trying our first names. We were trying like uh, who was the first girl you ever had a date with in high school. Like we, we, we were trying like so many different name options to see like, okay, like how do we make a name out of this business? Um, and it took us a lot of time and we ended up just settling with Zip CRE and we were like, I don't know how this feels. Um, but we just had to carry with it because you can't just focus on the name. Like you, we have to code, we have to build a business and we're like, the name will come to us eventually. And when the trademark denial hit us, I think it was just a slap in the face. Like, all right, guys, we need to actually sit down and actually do this. Um, so we spent probably a week just going through names um, and we finally settled on Glacier. And, you know, it's funny is we ended up actually getting a question about the name and in the competition itself um, and what it means. And, you know, I think us breaking it down and really figuring out who we are as a company and what we want to do um, really evolved that com- like the company's name. And I, I think it really defines us a lot better than what we were before. So, yeah, I'm happy with the name change. So, you know, as a competitive person, I imagine that you've been through these tough scenarios, but at the end of the day, no, like when you, you're going up against it, it's always, it's always possible for you to have both butterflies in your stomach that something might go wrong. So at least for you, what were your biggest concerns going into the competition? And at the end of the day, did those concerns materialize? Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, there's always going to be butterflies. Um, you know, it's funny. I always like before I have a presentation or anything, um, I'm checking my Apple watch to see what my heart rate looks like. And it's just like this huge exponential growth graph of like how fast my heart's beating. Um, but to, to really, you know, like what some of the things that were really on my mind were, you know, trying to beat our, our past competitor scratch, like that inner, like competitive nature within me, just like over anything was just like, man, like we, we, how do we get over this hump of this really great team that's out there? Um, Because they did such a great job. And like, we have been in conversations with them, you know, outside of the competition about what they're doing. And, you know, it's, it's really amazing stuff. And, um, you know, how do we get people to see that like our business is just as good as theirs, or if not better to, you know, to win this competition. And, um, you know, we, we, uh, that was pretty much my main jitters going into the competition. Um, you know, obviously there was other competitors that we hadn't seen before, like the, I think it was Plants for the People. Um, they came in a little bit later. Um, so not knowing like who they were, um, I definitely had some jitters about, okay, how good is this business model? Because we haven't really had time to even, you know, think about how good they might be. Um, but besides that, you know, I, I feel like we prepared really well. We had a huge Q&A, like debrief before the competition. Um, and we worked a lot with our mentor just pitching over and over again and, you know, answering a bunch of mock Q&A questions. 
Um, so I, I felt prepared to answer pretty much any question that was thrown at us. And we didn't get any surprises, which was great um, when we got to the Q&A. So it was really just making sure that the way that we answered the questions was better than what the competition answered as well. And um, I think we did a good job with that. So it, it helped relieve some of those jitters. So for those who are listening to this episode, I would definitely suggest going to our first episode with Jonas and his uh, and his team Glacier, because that gives a more in-depth breakdown of what exactly the company does. But I'm sort of going to recycle one of the questions I asked you back then. Has your short-term goal and your long-term goal changed any bit since uh, since winning? Um, I think we've we've really accelerated um, how fast we want to get funded. Um, I think in in terms of how fast we want to scale the business, it's something that we want to do right now. And winning the competition and, you know, being in talks with a lot of people afterwards and people seeing like what our idea was, um, there's a lot of interest and there's a lot of emphasis on let's do this right now. Like what, what's stopping us from, you know, really just going out there and trying to grow the company as fast as possible. Why be conservative with it? Why, you know, like, just, you know, slow things down because you want to build things a little bit better or tweak a couple things here and there, just put it out there and just start running with it. And um, so right now we're, we're very focused on trying to get our seed funding round so that we can scale the business up. Um, you know, we want to get more employees. We want to have more developers. We want to start making sales immediately. Um, and I think we've just accelerated the timeline, let's say by even six months of what we want to do. Um, we have some some data that we didn't have before uh, that we're willing to run with. And, you know, I think in terms of that, we've, we've changed a few things in terms of how fast we want to do that. All right, perfect. That's pretty much everything I want to know from the side of Jonas. So I'm going to just open up the floor. Jonas, can you please tell everybody where they can find you, uh, what, what services you provide, and all that good information? Yeah, so we're Glacier. We're a company comparable uh, marketplace for commercial real estate. So, you know, we're looking for data suppliers or people to even use the platform to do their comp generations for commercial real estate. Um, if you are interested, you know, my name is Jonas. You can reach out to me at Jonas at GlacierComps.com. And then we also have a sign up button on our website at GlacierComps.com um, if you wanted to go there and sign up and then we'll contact you through there as well. All right, perfect. Thank you again. And this was our big winner, Jonas and his team, Glacier. Thanks, everybody.